Welcome to the SaaS Ad Lab podcast where we're reaching the stories of SaaS founders, entrepreneurs, and CEOs. My name is Luis. I'm the owner and founder of Phantom Agency, a data market agency specializing in scaling SaaS companies. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Tina. She's the co-founder and CEO of Social Web Suite. Thank you so much for being on here today. It's a pleasure having you. And I know you're in Toronto and it's a little bit later for you, but I really appreciate you taking the time of the day to, to be on here and share a little bit more about your story, the business, and really how you got to where you are right now. Um, before we go into anything else, I would like to mention that Tina was very kind to provide anyone that's watching or listening to the podcast with a 30% off discount for a yearly plan. And it's going to be, uh, you have to use the use, use the code phantom, just F A N T O M. And, uh, Tina, thank you again. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? You know, where did you grow up and, and how did you come up with the idea for the company? Uh, first of all, Luis, thank you so much for having me uh, here. And uh, so my background is I grew up in uh, East Europe, uh, Belgrade, Serbia, mm-hmm. uh, ex-Yugoslavia. Uh, and then I moved to Toronto, Canada in 2017, uh, 2007, sorry. <laughs> and um, uh, we, uh, we came up, uh, my husband and I uh, came up with this idea uh, simply because uh, we were involved with the WordPress community. So we have been organizing WordCamp Toronto for and volunteering and organizing and helping with everything uh, for uh, three years, 2014, 15, and 16. And uh, we ended up with uh, making a plugin for uh, Puffer, which is a social media platform, right? So the uh, our plugin actually connects your WordPress site to the Buffer, and you have a, a, a little bit of things uh, inside the WordPress, so you don't need to go to Buffer all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started getting a lot of uh, emails from our users uh, asking us for a bunch of features. Basically, when you are just like sort of a connection to some other platform, you cannot yeah, really changes. Yes, you cannot make a lot of changes because everything is with the, with Buffer, and we are not like associated with Buffer. We just made that plugin, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's how uh, after like who knows how many uh, emails, uh, we sat down and we were like, okay, ob- obviously there is a market for it <laughs> and potential in it. Mm-hmm. So let's just not make a, our own, like why are we sending people to like other uh, business, right? Why right. don't we make our own social media platform? Was, was the plugin was the plugin free to use? So it was uh, free and paid. So basically freemium model. Uh, we have a free and it's like free to use, right? And then if you need more uh, features, then you pay and, or more accounts and those types of things. And okay. it's still there and it's still working. So it's like fully, fully functional. Uh, it's still at the wordpress.org and we still have people using it. Very cool. Uh, so yeah. Uh, and yeah, we like Buffer. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> so uh, how, but how we get into it, that's pretty much the story. Uh, and uh, the, so although you can use social web suite and it's like any other social media platform, for example, Buffer and, uh, and others, uh, we specialize in that, in being like the first and only currently that it's deeply connected to WordPress, mm-hmm. basically deeply integrated. Why? Because we know that market, <laughs> we know the WordPress sites, uh, and that's like, we know the pain points, and uh, that's why we decided to be, uh, like to try to resolve those pain points, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have a WordPress site to use us. Obviously, we have okay. a RSS feed, YouTube, messages, and you know scheduling, those types of things. But uh, the if you have a WordPress site, obviously, you're going to see a lot of benefits right. by using us uh, rather than like other social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I think that's like pretty much the story. And the story is like my husband and I are co-founders. So we are like life and work partners and everybody yeah. keeps asking me, how is that working? <laughs> uh -huh. So maybe we can talk about that later as well. Yeah. <laughs> now, so, so I understand that most of the people that use the, the software are people that are, you know, deeply involved in WordPress, right? And, and although that's, a big majority of the like people that have a website out there. So a lot of the people that are using Buffer or people that are using uh, Hootsuite and, and, and the list goes on and on, right? How do you try, right? How do you try to get in front of those people that is there, is there specific industries or niches that are having the issues that your platform is able to solve that maybe Buffer or um, you know, Hootsuite doesn't do aside from being able to be connected to to web to um, WordPress. So, WordPress. so uh, good question. Uh, so, uh, like uh, the differences with with Buffer and us, and the Buffer is perfect in like uh, they have really good UI, like really simple design, and UI is really good uh, and easy to use. Uh, however, uh, why they have like probably the best and simplest uh, uh, UI and UX uh, out there is because they actually stopped uh, adding more features, right? So you have, you have to go there and like copy and paste messages and schedule and you have to fill in the buffer mm -hmm. in order to work. Right. So for us, the, the difference is we, we haven't uh, done that because basically you can do that with us, but we repeat your messages. Mm -hmm which makes more sense because you don't have to, it's like uh, you, you just come here and you know, you set, you set everything and schedule and you don't need to worry about that ever, uh, ever again, like for at least, I don't know, a year or something. Right. Uh, however, uh, with that being said, because we have a really, really huge variety of users, yes, majority are from WordPress and they have WordPress sites, right? Mm -hmm. uh, however, there are a few that doesn't have a WordPress site. They're just using us. They're like social media managers or like uh, affiliate marketers, etc. Uh -huh. uh, and uh, they are using us and uh, that's why they like us. So basically they have that. They have the calendar view as well. And in all our plans, we have uh, the calendar view and those types mm -hmm. of things, which you don't have in Buffer. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you have to pay more to have those additional features. Right. Um, so uh, you can see everything and you can move the calendar and those types of things. Everybody likes the calendar is something that I found out when, you know, we started it and whatever is uh, the number one thing that everybody likes. Because right. I, I think that they can see everything there, you know, they can schedule, they can add it, they can move, you know, those types of things. I guess everybody's used to like Google calendar or, you know, some other calendars, like when you're growing are... up, you know, uh, yeah. the paper ones. Uh -huh. So. <laughs> that's, I guess, I, I don't know. That's my two cents. And yeah, that's, that's the thing that people really like. And uh, that they have to like, you know, they can go there and schedule whatever they want. And that's pretty much it. They, they know that they don't need to go there all the time. Mm -hmm. The other thing that we, what we did is uh, at the very beginning, actually, uh, to try to be a little bit different than others is we try to be... Uh, we really try to be like the best in customer service because I think that's the core of every successful uh, company. Yeah. Uh, and we try to make uh, the platform better for users and like, you know, more automation and, you know, more stuff that user doesn't have to worry about. Mm 
And because we connect with like different social uh, networks, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes, you know, probably you know that well, sometimes when you are working with, an, uh, with another company or SaaS or whatever, you have uh, problems, but like that other company has problems and you are just connector and you have to deal with it, right? Yeah. For example, uh, the, uh, especially Facebook, most like the- Because like the they're always making updates and things yes. like that. So they, they keep like uh, at the beginning, uh, they keep uh, disconnecting and those types of things. So we, we actually uh, made some uh, auto refresh button that basically refreshes that tokens all the time. Uh -huh. So the users doesn't have to do anything unless obviously they are changing their password or whatever. Right. So like that thing. The other thing what we did is we actually made a wizard. Uh, like the onboarding wizard that it's uh, literally like you go there and everything is set between like an average five to seven minutes. You don't need to do anything else. Like everything is set, everything is scheduled for you. And we also have the uh, calendar that we actually pre-schedule a, a stuff for you uh, based on social media uh, influencers, best times to post uh -huh. and how many and those types of things. Like we did a lot of research and do that as well. Right. That's awesome. Those are, those are the things. <laughs> <laughs> now, when, when it comes to, to, for example, let's say Facebook, like obviously like you're able to connect, like you said, to all these different platforms, right? But you have the, the issue of not owning the social yeah. media. So you don't really have control over that stuff. So yeah. when, when Facebook kind of starts to, you know, decrease the amount of reach organically that people are able to get from their post, how, how, how do you how do you how are you able to provide or speak value to the to the product right when you notice that all these platforms are wanting you to pay to actually get in front of the users so is there i mean I, that's that's really a hard i think that's a hard question to add, to answer so <laughs> it is a really hard question to answer um however there are still ways to um you know uh, increase the reach mm -hmm. uh what I found out with uh, basically a lot of research and with uh, our uh, our own uh, uh, blog, mm -hmm. uh, it just like if you are posting something that is really valuable, so you don't have to like, if you're just posting like promotional stuff all the time, obviously that like the reach will decrease a lot. Like and nobody's going to pay any attention to your blog, like mm -hmm. messages at, on any platform. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. uh, if you are providing value, and if you are like uh, teaching people something, you know, uh, as now we are talking about it and like hopefully some other uh, people uh, like startup founders, they can, you know, relate to a bunch of stuff that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. So if you are uh, teaching people uh, some value, obviously everybody wants to read it. I mean, uh, wouldn't you, right? Like when you go here and like, oh, okay, I want to know how to, you know, change my light bulb or, or something. Yeah. I'm going to read that. Yeah. So, you know, rather than like, okay, you know, they are promoting now, you know, the batteries or something. Yeah, okay, mm -hmm. I mean, if I really need the batteries, I'm going to click that. But, yeah. you know, those are the two different things that, mm -hmm. so basically, yes, there is always a way, there are still ways to uh, to do that properly and to get in front of the audience properly. Mm -hmm. Are you guys integrating with any of the ad platforms that the social media um, networks provide so like for if someone wanted to boost a post or run an ad directly from within a social web suite is that something that they'd be able to do 
Uh, not yet, but coming hopefully soon. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have that. Uh, we have a few people asking us for a Facebook ads, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because of the decreasing in Facebook, especially, and the Facebook ads are still relatively cheap and good way for you know uh, getting some traction. Right. Uh, so uh, for Facebook, we have been uh, we have became LinkedIn uh, marketing partners, and now we are working to become uh, Facebook marketing partners as well. Mm -hmm. uh, although for those ads, you don't need to. Uh, we want to get that because of uh, uh, Instagram like scheduling, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I was uh, in, at the Facebook conference actually. F8. Uh, I don't know if you know that uh, the developers conference. So basically, we were talking. I was talking there to a lot of people from Facebook and. I mean, same, same company, right? Um, uh, and uh, that's uh, our, those are our plans as well. So we can, we, we will start with Facebook ads simply because uh, we have more requests for it. Right. Uh, however, uh, I've noticed that LinkedIn ads are also now uh, in increasing. So we might go with LinkedIn, then, then uh, Twitter or probably Facebook, Instagram, and then maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Very cool. That's awesome. As far as, you know, obviously getting traction and getting your, your first customers and, and, and just keep growing, obviously the user base, what are some of the best ways and strategies that you've been able to implement in order to like get in front of the right people? Uh, well, as I said at the beginning, you know, we know a lot of people and at the WordPress world, uh, we are going to a lot of conferences, um, in the past, uh, year, or so I have been going to a, a, a different conferences, not like WordPress related. Before yeah. that, we only went to like WordPress related conferences, right? Uh -huh. So when we actually started out and we became uh, uh, better, what we did is uh, we reached out to like a lot of people that you know, like, can you check us out? And we did also, we were in beta from March, 2017 until January, 2018. Mm -hmm. So we were in beta, we were get, get, gathering feedback from users. Uh, and that was free to use All and well, like, okay. yeah, yeah, that was completely free. Uh, so people were using us free and like, providing us feedback and those types of things. So those are the things that we did. Uh, and then uh, obviously the uh, reaching out to the community. Uh, and then we have a bunch of blog posts. Uh, uh, I have been on a, like so many podcasts, uh, cool. talking to everything like, and yeah. So that's, I guess, I don't know. Like uh, so many things going on. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Is most of the is most of the growth has it has it mostly come from uh, an organic point of view, or have you ever spent like a, a decent amount of dollars to kind of promote it and, and try to get in front of people and and obviously like acquire more customers that way? So I we did what we did is we did for Facebook ads, right? Uh, so we tried uh, dabbling with Facebook ads last year. I think last year was first, yeah, when we actually start uh, charging for, yeah. Mm -hmm. So and then what we found out is that uh, for us, I mean everybody's different, and I'm not specialist in Facebook ads. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but what we found out for us basically it works particularly well when is uh, some uh, some WordPress conference. So basically, if there is a WordCamp uh, or WordCamp Europe, especially or WordCamp US, where like, you know, a few thousand people are going, 
uh, if we uh, targeted the ads there uh, yeah. to only people that are there, uh, that works really well. Like for example, last year, the WordCamp Europe is, was actually in Belgrade, which is a hometown for my husband and me, right? Mm -hmm. So we went there, we, we, uh, we ran a Facebook ads and uh, a few of our friends told us, oh my God, like, like I've seen your ads like a thousand times, like how, like how many, how much money did you spend? Like whenever yeah. I'm on Facebook, it's your ad. I'm like, oh, okay, so it's working. <laughs> so yeah, that's so awesome. that's how we, uh, we, uh, we gain a lot of traction as well and users. And those mm -hmm. Where, what, what places in the world are most of the users coming from? And that's so funny because it's like all over. Like yeah. literally all over. Like I cannot really tell you. Like uh, obviously the U.S. is still the uh, number one, mm -hmm. but we have so many people from anywhere, uh, everywhere in the world. We have a Nigeria, <laughs> we cool. have a South um, uh, South Africa, uh, we have obviously U.S., U.K., Canada, uh, Germany. Um, where is this girl? Oh, so we have like few other places in Europe. I think France. Uh, Spain, Italy, oh yeah, Italy, uh, and then one one is like uh, some Nordic country, which I was like, oh, this is so cool. I forgot yeah. which country, and like, because uh, I'm always checking which country because that's right. like cool, uh, especially when they uh, when they reach out to me, like customer support or whatever. Uh -huh. I always check, and it's all, always fun. And yeah. uh, thank you for Google Translate, <laughs> pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> I can only say that. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, it's 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 difficult, right? When you, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the times, you know, you have you want to like reach out to a lot of different, and I, that's actually something that I hadn't really thought of. Thought of is, you know, like most people like can get through with English, right? But when it's like customer support or something, when it's like maybe it's a phone call or it's like on the spot messaging where they don't have time to like go and translate it or something like that, then it's like it can definitely be, it can definitely be a hassle, you know, when, especially at the beginning or when things start to take off and you don't really know what to do in that case. So I think that's, that's, that's really cool. Um, no, the funny thing is uh, like funny stories from the customer support is that uh, people, first of all, our, our platform and everything, everything is in English, right? And the docs and videos, every, everything is in English and we don't really advertise that we support other languages. Although all of us knows at least one or two other languages mm -hmm. we don't really advertise that yeah. <laughs> because we don't want people like messaging us or like you know right. the language so we everything is in english but however as you said i am guessing like some people it's easier for them to uh, you know reach out to us on their native language right. and then uh, the funniest thing is like so they reach out to us uh, to reach out like on spanish or italian so right. i go to google translate and i know a little bit because i i have been learning latin in two years and my, uh, my husband took a spanish classes so we know a little bit but like for you know to be sure you go to google translate you put there and then i reply in english and then they they again reply in spanish and so we are going back and forth and it's yeah. so funny i'm like okay <laughs> who's gonna <laughs> understand this conversation right but yeah it, it always goes through and everything everybody's happy so good 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 now if you were if you were to do something different like let's say you you could go back you know mm -hmm. uh to the first year of starting, what is one thing you would have changed? That's the question that like everybody keeps asking me. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I think like there are a few things. Uh, like first of all, uh, I think that we would uh, invest more in marketing and less in development. Because <laughs> my husband is a developer, right? And the the number one thing that we wanted to make is make sure that the product is good like right. and everything is working and whatever but we didn't really think about it like the marketing at that point because as i said i guess we were lucky that we had our like already traction with our like previous plugins and we already knew people and you know those types right. of things so we didn't think about it like you need marketing for it so I guess uh, uh, my advice would be to you know uh, spend as much money on marketing as you would on like development Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that we would like, I, I would probably release it sooner, at least okay. to beta. Yeah. Cause we were like, uh, all of us, all of us in our team are like a little bit OCD, which <laughs> is not a good thing. We need yeah. like at least one person to say, okay, now it's, you know, it's, release it. It doesn't matter. Nobody's perfect, you know? Yeah. And I know that like in the back of my head, but still you're embarrassed, right? <laughs> to like put your product, which is not really, you know, ready. And, uh, and, but it's really important. And, you know, you read a lot of books about it and it's really, really important <laughs> out there as soon as possible to get through yeah. the topic. So that, that, that's, I guess, those two things at least mm-hmm. uh, I would change. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you're not the first one that I've heard say that, um, you know, as far as getting it out sooner, I had one individual who, he said that they they took four years to build the product and like it was a lot of debt obviously and and, like building the product and it was just like it took a lot longer than he thought like they still pushed through it but if he could have changed anything was like just ship it out sooner in order to like be able to gather a lot of a lot of like you said feedback because i i forgot if this was the case but like it ended up not going the way they, they wanted it to go. So it was a lot of time wasted. Um, and, and obviously if you, you know, the sooner that you put it out, the faster you get feedback, the faster you're able to pivot, make changes that aren't going to be, yes. you know, so detrimental to the, to the product, which has already been in development for such a long time. Yes. That's so true because yeah, you get the, uh, like we all assume things and then you you actually put it out there and it's like the feedback is something completely different that you would think of. And like the, and the best way to actually, you know, add more features and more functionality is from the user's feedback, right? Because you know that people are going to use it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, release it out there as soon as possible and start getting feedback. And that's how you build the product afterwards. How do you, how do you weigh, right? Like what, what features you're going to actually put out, what features you want to not put out? Because one of the issues that I see too, with, with certain products and obviously not all of them, but like there there's the people that want to make everyone happy and please everyone. So you have like 10 different requests and you're like, you don't really know which one to go with, or you have like the products, for example, like buffer where it's like very stripped down and simple. Um, and, and it's still successful. So like, how, how do you manage to like make that kind of decision? So how do we, uh, so basically whenever somebody recommends something, right, uh, or ask us for something, mm-hmm. I always ask my uh, team of developers, how long do you need to uh, make this? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, if it's, it is a really, really simple thing that we can do it for like, you know, one day or something, uh, it doesn't matter if only one person asks us, we're going to do it. Okay. If it's a more than like one day and we need, you know, a few days to do it or, you know, two weeks or three weeks or whatever, then I'm going to wait for 
you know, at least 10 people to ask us for it and then we're going to do it. Okay. So that's, that's how we actually weigh uh, those, mm-hmm. those types of things. And obviously we have some um, friends. Uh, I become, became friends with a lot of people like, you know, in WordPress world. And if they ask us for something, yeah, we're going to, okay, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that doesn't really count in this like, you know, business strategy, but right. <laughs> that's how we do it. Very cool. That's, I mean, that's nice. You know, it, it's kind of like you, you, you still value what every single individual has to say, right? No matter like how, how like difficult, obviously like you, you do, it matters how difficult and how time consuming, but if it's something small, then, you know, like yeah. why not, if it's going to make you stay here and not go to maybe like whoever's able to do it or whoever already has it. Yes. We did a lot of stuff for uh, people like uh, uh, as well, you know, for just one person asking us for it. Uh, simply, yeah, because it was like one, two days of work and uh, we know they're, they're going to be happy with it, uh, especially within the plugin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why not, you know? And then, yeah, that's why people stay, stay with us, you know, because right, we uh, wanna, you want to, yeah, we want to have a customer service and we want to customize it for you. Mm-hmm. So why not, right? Totally. What's one of the things that has set you back in the past, like like something that went wrong, um, or or maybe some mistake that was made? Just kind of like, you know, it doesn't have to be like super detailed, but if it can be, that'd be great. Just to to be able to provide that value to the listeners, you know, like this is something that you should try to avoid at any cost. Hmm. Well, that that's one of the things that I was also wanted to mention that we we uh, i i wish we would uh, we would done it sooner is the uh, onboarding wizard so because we were uh, and that's one of the mistakes that everybody makes like all uh-huh. the startups all the startups that i talked to at the beginning you keep adding features so you keep adding features you keep adding features you keep adding features simply because uh, you know you get so many requests right but you don't really make your software or product uh, usable to people mm-hmm. so make it first fix like everything that you need to you are either for example for us it was that onboarding wizard and like you know better understanding what people has has to do Mm -hmm. as well as uh, once when we actually release a bunch of videos like short instructional videos like two three minutes uh, like how to do some stuff yeah uh and we put it on like obviously vimeo youtube whatever and we put it inside our dashboard so basically when you are inside it you can actually just click on it and watch it and it's like like a knowledge base kind of kind sort of, of yes very cool that's the things that really really should be implemented at the beginning right mm. so those are the things that maybe set us back uh in terms of we, we received a lot of uh customer support requests like trying to figure out how to do stuff trying to figure out how to do stuff. Uh, I would recommend everybody to use Hotjar. We also have paid account Mm -hmm. simply because I believe with the free account, you cannot uh, make recordings, right? I don't, uh, the recordings are really, really useful. That's that's interesting you said that. Um, I actually signed up for a Hotjar account yesterday for another project that I'm working on. (laughs) So funny. the free one does include recordings. Oh, it does. Okay. Yeah. But it's uh, limited. I think that the time yeah. is limited or something yeah. or the number of recordings. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. we had a free time, free, and then we moved to paid because we need more functionalities. And I think recordings longer. And that's like, that's awesome. I, I yeah. can tell you right now, like I would recommend that to everybody, like obviously. So yeah, you can use free as much as you want. Yeah. We have it on our website as well as within the dashboard. So okay. basically we actually follow what users are trying to do. Uh-huh. 
and then you know if the users are like confused mm -hmm. and you try basically you try to make them less confused right you try mm -hmm. to help them as much as you can Totally. The other thing with videos, uh, I would recommend to everyone, and we actually did a split testing, uh, is uh, we did, uh, when you uh, open the account with us, uh, you either get a video <clears throat> to watch or you get the, uh, like, tool tips. You remember that ZP or whatever, like the Microsoft <laughs> thing? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, sort of a thing, sort of similar to it. Yeah. And then it, it explains you what to do. Uh, so... Uh, like you wouldn't believe, but uh, uh, once when we released those two, we were following uh, everybody, like all the people, and that was like hundred percent. I, I and mm -hmm. I, like, I kid you not, like hundred percent of conversion from videos to like paid uh, subscribers because we have like fourteen days free trial, no yeah. credit card or not. So it was like That's really cool. That That's was, awesome. you know, <laughs> obviously <Yeah. laughs> for us worked really well. So. <laughs> That's really cool. Now to, to get a little bit more personal and, and, and provide that sort of value to, to people listening. Right. And this is something that you mentioned in the beginning and, and, and I'm sure a lot of people are doing it. So how do you deal with, you know, working with your, your significant other? Um, you know, obviously like you love them and you want to spend time with them. But there's things that you sometimes like maybe like butt heads on and, and don't necessarily agree on. So what, what, are, what is some of the best ways to kind of, you know, separate work and life? So the, the good thing with us is that we are, uh, we came, uh, we are coming from a completely different backgrounds, right? Uh, so as I said, my husband is a developer. So whenever there is a technical stuff that needs to be solved, he's going to solve it. Not mm -hmm. me, obviously, because I'm not a developer and, you know, I can listen to it. And a bunch of times, uh, although I do, uh, we do, we both sometimes do together or sometimes only me, uh, the stand-ups with our developers. And uh, mo like sometimes they ask me for, you know, advice what to do and then we talk about it. And because I'm not a developer, uh, I guess I can help them solve the problems better because, you know, when sometimes when you're a developer, you're just stuck on, you know, uh, that problem and you, you need to talk to somebody else to like figure it out. Uh, but like, so he's with the technical stuff and everything re relating to the technical stuff. He is obviously there. Uh, so basically the, my number one advice is like to separate roles. Uh -huh. So you, you have the like specific role that you are good at and you do that. Uh, obviously you're going to do uh, a bunch of things together as well. Like you do, you know, different roles, you know, together, deciding right. together and those types of things. But that like works the same as in every, every, uh, every other business with any other like partners that are not right. life partners. You just talk to and right. agree or not agree. And, you know, hear everybody's opinion. And that's pretty much it. In our, in our company, we uh, value everybody's opinion. So there is no, like I said, so, or whatever. I don't like that. I like, I am not that kind of person and I don't like it. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, we actually hears everybody's opinion. And uh, we, we talked about like all the features that we are actually implementing and all the other stuff, like, because like everybody has like uh, so much, uh, uh, like we have so much uh, valuable feedback. And yeah. all our, all our uh, team members are uh, with us from the beginning, right? So mm -hmm. like, it's our baby, everybody's baby. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. we want to be successful. And yeah, that's, that's I think, uh, it's our key to success, yeah. success hopefully. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Now, 
what is something you're not very good at as a, uh, as a business owner, entrepreneur, right? Whether it's, for example, these are just examples, obviously, like maybe like making hard decisions or like telling people what to do or like telling people that they did something wrong. Um, what, what is something in, in that kind of area that you struggle with a little bit? Well, as like every woman out there is going to tell you, uh, I'm perfect. <laughs> I am joking a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, 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 so obviously, as I already mentioned, uh, the technical part of, you know, I cannot really help mm -hmm. much. Uh, as much as I learned a lot, like before, uh, when you compare my knowledge before and now it's like huge. Uh, yeah. But still, obviously, I'm not a developer, right? Uh, so I cannot talk about it. Uh, the the other things that, uh, well, that's like sort of, uh, I, and I don't know how to explain it. Sometimes I really don't have time. Sometimes I want to, but like I don't have any ideas uh, for a blog post. Mm -hmm. Like, to, you know, to write a blog post. Uh -huh. uh, and sometimes I'm really like, you know, oh yeah, I have an idea and like it's done like yeah. this. So that's like sort of so-and-so. Uh, the the other thing that uh, I am uh, I am not a car salesman. So and uh, both my husband and me we are not really <clears throat> good uh, salespeople. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's why we we are good with the WordPress community because in in the WordPress community uh, there are not that many car salesmen, right? So it's like a completely different uh, world. Mm -hmm. So the people are different there and the sales process goes differently there. Okay. So with enterprises also, it's a little bit different, but like if you need to go to like a cold outreach and those types of things, I always, uh, I do a little bit different approach. Uh, I, I appreciate people's humor a lot mm -hmm. and I do that in my emails. Okay. <clears throat> so I always like, you know, put a little bit of humor in that, but I don't like to, uh, and I really don't like to do it. <laughs> I don't like cold selling. Like that's like yeah. something that, uh, and I, when I have to do it, it's like really stresses me out. Mm -hmm. So that's maybe the number one thing yeah. that I really don't like. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, it, it all comes down to like personality type and a lot of different things. I think, so, yeah. Yeah. It, it's like some of those things, like, I mean, you could really try to like work on it, I guess, if you want to, but if you don't like it, then I won't necessarily call it an issue. Right. Like it's, it's, yeah, but it's something that you need to learn at least at the beginning, right? Yeah. Because, uh, uh, well, and I don't know how said it, but it's really a good thing because uh, like the, the owners or founders or co-founders or whatever mm -hmm. are the number one sellers of the, their own products and services, right? Right. So if you cannot sell your own product and service, then nobody can sell it. Right. So that's pretty much it. And well, I know I can sell it. As you can see, I, I talk a lot, so <laughs> I don't have an issue with that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'm not shy, so obvious. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so I don't have a problem with that. I'm not an introvert, but like the, uh, I, I think uh, I am more, uh, I'm not the person uh, to be cold selling. So basically okay. the conference going and like approaching to people and talking there, right. I'm uh, meeting like this, I'm good with, but like simply the, the first, the first actually uh, approach, like the first, you know, go to LinkedIn and like send like a bunch of emails and cold selling and, you mm -hmm. know, follow up and those types of things. And I'm always scared, but they're going to write like yeah. reply and whatever. <laughs> That's something that maybe I'm not that good at. Yeah. Okay. And what's something that you're really good at? Hmm. 
Uh, well, they, <laughs> uh, I have a friend here uh, stayed with us uh, for a collision conference. And what he told me, he said, oh, yeah, I, um, I ask around about <laughs> yeah. you, whatever. And he told me that I'm good in uh, making uh, relationships, like, but like meaningful relationships, uh -huh. not just like, you know, meeting people and not hear from me ever again. Uh -huh. Like uh, creating really, really meaningful relationships. So maybe, <laughs> okay, let's go with that. I'm good with that. Right. <laughs> oh, and, 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 and I mean, he, she, I don't know. I don't know. He, I, yeah. He, yeah. Um, it, it, you know, obviously we talked a little bit before the podcast and it definitely, I definitely got that vibe that you're able to like, maintain relationships and, and obviously converse with people and, and, you know, kind of like not be, what do you call it? I don't know. Like, like you don't like, you don't hold back a lot. Right. So like you, you, you you're just, that's a good thing. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Like you, you're able to express yourself and, and right. And, and you just kind of like you're yourself, no matter like kind of like the situation that you're in. So that's always a good thing, I think. Um, but that's awesome. Now, if you had one piece of advice, for any person that is trying to build a SaaS software, um, what would that be aside from the things that you've already told us? Hmm. Well, <clears throat> in this day of age, uh, there is like everything already exists. So you will not be, you know, making something that doesn't exist right. and you will not be making money overnight. So like, mm -hmm. forget about that. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to make a plan. Uh, so stick to the plan. And you, you have to uh, be aware that there will be a lot of sacrifices. So basically our social life, we almost don't have it. Mm -hmm. We are lucky that we have a good friends that are in the sense that we have to work hard and you know, they're not mad when we, we cannot see them. Mm -hmm. So that's something that you have to sacrifice if you want to succeed. Uh, so basically, yeah, that, that's something that I would uh, give the advice to everybody because nowadays everybody wants to be an entrepreneur or whatever, but they don't, they don't think that it's like really, really hard work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, we're getting pretty close here to the end. So we'll just, we'll just start to wrap it up. Where can people find you online? Uh, everywhere. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you can send me a Facebook uh, request, friend request, LinkedIn, uh, Tina Todorovic. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, same image. Uh, I'm on Twitter and you can send me an email, uh, Tina at socialwebsuite.com. Mm -hmm. uh, probably that's the best way if you want to get a hold of me because I check my emails on the phone all the time. <laughs> so yeah. Very cool. And uh, one of the last questions here too what SaaS companies do you look up to? Like which ones inspire you that, you know, the, the way that they do culture or the way that they run their business? Uh, well, we talked about Buffer, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the one company that uh, I really like and admire. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, they started a long time ago. There, there is like so many social media platforms out there. Yeah. And they're still successful and their customer service is really good and their company culture is really good. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really hard to maintain, especially, uh, you know, how the, you know, the average uh, rate of like, you know, successful uh, businesses is not really, you know, that yeah. long. Mm -hmm. And in like first three or five years, everybody like fails and they are, they have been here for like more than 10 years. So right. they've been around for a long time. So definitely. So that, maybe, I think they were, that, yeah. 
were they the first uh, like social? Media? I am not sure, and like uh, because uh, recently I was like thinking about it. I'm not sure if they are the first or Hootsuite. Okay. So those two, and I'm not sure uh, to be uh, honest. So I don't want to give the wrong yeah, answer. I'm gonna yeah. have to look it up after this now because now I'm I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. So it's either or. Yeah, but they are both yeah. good. Yeah. Very cool. And uh, Tina, do you have any questions for me? Any questions? Uh, so, oh yeah, I have a question because when you ask me for the uh, ads, like which ads would you recommend basically to people uh, for like, okay, for uh, the beginning of the fit, like when they're just starting out, like the SaaS founders, they don't have that much money, obviously. So they're just starting right. out. And then after maybe a year when they already, you know, have a customer base. Yeah. So now they can maybe spend a little bit more. So what, yeah. what would you recommend? to? So it's not necessarily what, ads i would recommend i think it's more so the strategy behind everything right and making okay. sure that you think through things a little bit more and and like you might be like you might know already like there's so many things you can do within like okay. facebook ads or, or twitter ads or whatever platform you decide to go through but i think the most important thing is creating brand awareness right so yeah. one of the things that i that i've preached uh to, to my clients and, and and other people too is you know, use, use, use the, the, the cheapness, right. The, the, the cost effectiveness of like things like Facebook ads, engagement ads, and things like that to get in front of people and not necessarily expect something from it. Right. So just put yeah. yourself out there, put your name out there, put a lot of content, a lot of video out there. Facebook's going to reward you um, for using video since it's the preferred type of media. Um, but once you do that, you can start investing into things like Google ads, right? And, and you can do a lot of different things in Google. Uh, one, of the, one of the things that really works out well, especially for like early stage startups is competitor uh, mm -hmm. bidding mm -hmm. because you're just piggyback writing off of the traction that someone else has already built, yeah. right? So you don't have to like, especially for like, you know, like more niche down, I guess, uh, you know, companies where you have like, there might not be a lot of search around it, but you have like one main competitor that, that maybe is a unicorn. You could bid on it. Um, and, and typically like the cost per keyword isn't so expensive, so you can still gain some traction that way. And, and obviously use your USP on the headline to catch attention because not everyone's going to be wanting to go through that user. So again, using whatever's differentiates you on that headline. And obviously like copywriting is going to be huge, like making sure that you're able to explain you know, the features of the product, the benefits, how you're going to solve the problem. So a lot of the times too, is it comes down to like the copy and the message, right? Like people don't care about your platform. They care about what it's able to do for them. So being able to express that also, but again, it comes down to, you know, building that brand awareness to where people actually start looking you up by name. And then you can start increasing the amount of people that actually convert once you have that brand awareness by going into Google search ads and doing a brand campaign for literally like cents per click. Um, so you can kind of like put those two together and, and just have like a bottom of the funnel or top of the funnel on Facebook, right? Where people don't know anything about you and then they start to search you and you'll see like how that trend starts to go up and then people will start searching you and obviously like more, more leads and sales will start to come in. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense good <laughs> so yeah that was actually my my question for me and hopefully it will help other people <laughs> yeah a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of details but yeah there's definitely a lot more things that you can do um but i would say that's probably like the number one is just make sure you get yourself out there put the name yeah. out there uh put valuable content right like like we said like it's yeah. not just for organic it's for paid if they, if they see like that's straight like 
buy my product, nobody's going to care. Yeah. Like you have to make sure that you provide value, give answers and things like that. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Tina, for being on here today. It was really a pleasure having you and, and obviously like speaking to you and learning a little bit more about social web suite, um, and the things that you've done so far with it. Right. So, um, I really appreciate your time today and it was really cool speaking to you and, and being able to provide the value to the, to all the, you know, the, the, the viewers of the show, the, the listeners. So, um, thank you so much for being on here. And uh, people, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, pretty much all the social platforms as well. Um, just look up my name and you should be able to find me. So if you're not in the SaaS Ad Lab group, make sure you join. Uh, there's a lot of value provided in there. And we're trying to make the, the group better by providing more value so the more people in there, the better. Um, but again, thank you so much for being on here today. And we'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope uh, some other founders will find our chat uh, beneficial. Yeah. I think they definitely will. Thank you, Tina.